listen to good podcasts many times rather than many podcasts. I hope this day finds you well. <laughs> My name is Jami Kwan, but everyone just calls me Jami. And I am your host for the Me I Was Tomorrow podcast, which can be found on 10 major platforms. iTunes, Anchor, Stitcher, Google, Spotify, Breaker, CastBox, Overcast, Pocket Cast, that's with an S, Radio Public, and Stitcher. In this place, my goal is to display the mark of an educated mind by entertaining thoughts without accepting them. Here's a quote from Seneca. Inwardly, we ought to be different in every respect, but our outward dress should blend in with the crowd. This podcast is a place where we meet in the middle. Life's journey has brought us here together, and that's amazing. Wow. And these are our stories. So I'll close with a quote. We suffer more often in imagination than in reality. So, um, of like May, June, July, um, of 2013, I just, I put everything out there. I told my, um, husband at the time, I'm, I'm done. I want a divorce. I want out of this marriage and um, I had met um, a woman during that time we were working in the same school district and it was just this moment of like oh my like my body works right like just recognizing the difference in like how I showed up and how I perceived her or like how I also like felt just in my body mm-hmm. um, by simply acknowledging um, my presence and my existence and like my truth and and how I like saw myself and how I saw her and like the potential even there like it was just a very different experience um, and so I walked I leaned into it and I think you know, there's a whole, there's a whole other piece to that, that I'll get to a little bit. But, um, in that moment, I felt the most real and the most authentic Mm. that I had ever felt. And it had nothing to do with her. It was this like very much internal awakening and, um, moment of honesty, uh, for myself Mm. So I leaned into it and, um, you know, it was a challenge because of, you know, the church and what other people were saying and, oh my God, did Lacey cheat? Like it became this whole narrative, you know, people had their own stories about what was going on and unfolding. I'm going to be like, it's none of your business what's going on. Like it's none of your business. If you want to know the truth, come ask me. You can create whatever stories to make yourself feel safe for the rest of your life, you know, but you want to know the truth. Like we can talk about it. Right. And so, um, divorce happened and it was just like the most freeing uh-huh. thing I had experienced. Um, and I, I know that like, you know, we all, we make choices along the way. We choose, make choices based on very different things, our perceptions and beliefs and values, you know, fears, all of those things. And I just remember thinking like to make the decision to come out and make the decision to 
be in relationship with someone that I felt connected to was deliberate and intentional and so freeing. And um, like, I felt every part of it, right? Like I felt so connected to that choice. And, um, and I loved it. Like it was just this ownership of, of me. Mm -hmm. um, That process, that part of my transformation had like felt like it started then for real for me like I was just like oh like I'm I'm awake in a way that I haven't been in a long time and um or ever Mm. and um for the next five years it just it grew and I it's like I could not settle like I could after getting a taste of (laughs) myself with my own you would never do it again, ever, 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 ever. ever. Um, yeah, it changed everything for me. Now, the diff- the difficult part about it was I was I was in this place of um, like naivety around, of course, my own like what I was doing and where I was at, and. and <laughs> you know, navigating the end of this relationship, you know, end of marriage, and then like who I was in that, and then, you know, really stepping into this one that I thought was true. And in the midst of that, I, I wasn't as conscious of the other person's um, behaviors and, you know, our, our actual soul connection that we were forming. And I let a lot of things slide right there, were, there was like this these moments of um passivity yep. that really cost me down the road and um and and compromise because I just didn't know I, I, I stopped myself from saying that you do you look back now and feel like it was a compromise because you didn't understand your value and worth. You were just so happy to be able to experience it. The experience of it felt like it could be enough. So you took all the other stuff because it was better than what you experienced before until you knew. Is that kind of it? Okay. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. And um, (laughs) there's a lot of, you know, now there's a lot of grace there that I didn't have before. Of course. And I'm thankful for that because it was, it was the last five years has been phenomenal, incredible. Yeah. And restorative. Yes. And transformative. And just like so good, like deeply rooted yumminess. Like I can't explain to you. And in the midst of it, you know, of course with that, it wasn't all like, butterflies and unicorns but it was it was like in the trenches of of myself like with myself in the trenches showing up over and over and over again and figuring it out saying what you don't like being willing to say no in relationship yes in relationship with this person who you know, showed up and kind of met me where I was Yes. Um, in that space. But also, it, you know, there, there was this layered piece to it that I'm, I, I did not see and I was un, unable to really see at the time. Yes. That over the, you know, the, the next year and a half, 
became a lot more complicated and a lot more um, heavy, right? a lot heavier um, than expected. And I kept, I was in that place of like making excuses for it. Right. And after, you know, two to three years where there was this like really, really high, these high moments and these moments of like sheer confusion and like, like anxiety around being in the same space with her. And um, during that time, like, so I, what I didn't mention was like, I have a a history of anxiety and panic attacks and depression and and depression. And I had um, for a long time, just tried to just deal with it because in the church, we don't, we didn't talk about, we we prayed. Oh yeah. We didn't talk about like mental health care. We took it to the altar. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And so I lived in my head about those things, which yes. did not help anxiety in any way. And so I had gotten to this place where I realized a lot of what I was feeling was wrapped up in who I was and how, you know, just like this, like kind of straight up denial of who I was mm-hmm. and kind of seeking things to replace that. And um, um, just not living in truth. And so there was a lot of anxiety around that. And so by the time I met her, I had really started to come out of that. And it was this moment of like, oh my gosh, like I have a lot more agency in my life than I've been allowing, right? Like I've been, I've been giving my, giving myself permission to just be, be accountable in my life. Yeah. Like <laughs> to have no- ownership of self. Yes. Because for a long time, someone else felt like they owned you, right? Uh Yeah, including her. Of course, because she loved you and you weren't this and she was so great to love you and be in your space and show you and you almost felt like she was doing you a favor almost, huh? I would, yeah. Mm -hmm. I hadn't thought about it that way until you maybe said it, but now that I think about it, there are lots of moments where there was a lot that I got from our relationship and our connection and, um, I felt like, wow, she knows a lot of things that I don't right. right? Yep. And, um, and so it was It was that dance for a while. Yep. I felt like at some point, I felt like I owed her. Yep. Um, yep. And by this time, um, the relationship had gotten to a point to where it was just emotionally abusive. Yeah. Um, so, and there was this evolution of it and everything really broke down um last november Mm. and um my mom moved here with us so now that you have a a little bit more of a backstory kind of with my mom and our relationship and our dynamic um over the years she moved here to california so i'm in california i don't know if you said that i'm in the bay area now okay um had been here since fall of 2015 Okay. And, um, my mom moved here last June, so June of 2017. Okay. She um, has a heart condition that was not doing well. She was deteriorating pretty quickly and wasn't really owning her health care. Right. In a lot of ways. And also, I think there's just a lot of... Anxiety. And yeah, and just like not understanding around the kind of care that she really needed. And... Um, you know, I moved here, my whole family's in Texas, and um, I was kind of the sounding board 
in a lot of ways for my for my family. And so I got to this place where I had to make a decision whether I was going to move back to Texas so that I could be present for my mom and support her. And um, or was she going to move here mm-hmm. and away from, you know, everybody she's known and uproot her to be here so that with the hopes that she would either get better. But at the time it was like, she's coming here to die. Like it was, it was that bad where I was like, she's going to move here. And basically she's just going to not have to worry about anything. And, you know, just be in this place where she's comfortable um, with us here in California. Now I internally had a lot of struggles around that because I had gotten to this place of like setting clear boundaries for myself. Right. Around my family and friend, you know, just relationships, so that I was cultivating a healthier space from for me right. and the family that I was building at the time. And so um, that it was a really hard spot because I'm like, I am really wanting to get out of that like space mm-hmm. of codependency or feeling like I'm having to caretake in a way that is is above. <laughs> where my capacity right now right. And, um my my spouse because so my girlfriend like we ended up getting married oh okay okay um my wife at the like was adamant about my mom moving here like adamant she was like I don't know what you know what else would we do and why would we move back to Texas and you know maybe it would be a good move for her to have a new environment and um space to kind of just mm-hmm. and um and I, you know, that was like, everything she was saying was like something I could get behind, right? Like, I'm, and I'm at this point, not even thinking about myself. I'm just like, yeah, like my mama needs that. And I can give that to her. And that's something that my wife is really willing to get on board with and actually recommending, you know, she's the one that's offering this up. And I was conflicted for about a month of just like, I don't know if this is the right thing to do. And I could not put my finger on why. Hmm. It was so hard for me to put my finger on why I felt so conflicted about it. And of course, there's the guilt that comes with that, feeling like this should be an easy choice. It's my mama, right? Right, right. Um, and um, so she moves here. And at the, at the same time, my wife and I are in the process of trying to have a baby. Oh, wow. Okay. So a lot on. of things going on. A lot going on. And oh. I just remember the pressure of... Yes having you know that having to make a decision feeling like I had to make these decisions around these right. things all I wanted was like for peace to slow down right like, slow down <laughs> whoa to happen overnight like nothing's happened right now nothing yeah. Lacey needs to breathe I was in the middle of my law program um and had to put it on pause because I was going to school full-time and and trying to work and it was, it was a lot. And my mom was moving here and I was like, we need two solid incomes if we're going to stay in the Bay. So I'm going to go back to work full time. Um, and so I paused my law program and took a full-time job at a disability rights law firm. And, um, you know, lots of changes, just lots of, lots of changes. And, um, when I stop and look at it, I was like, none of that had to do with me. Right. Like it was, and it felt like a very selfish thing to mention and to say, but it was true. Like there was, there were these, you know, things I considered around my wife at the time and then my mom. And then the decision that I did make for me was to walk away from the one 
thing that I was working towards for myself professionally. Mm. Um, and so it just felt like I was taking kind of a back seat in my own life again, mm. something that I really did not want to do, mm. but also I wanted to show up and support, you know, the people that I loved and cared about and was trying to just live in the understanding of the decisions that we're making and why. And so it became a, a very confusing time for me. And I definitely experienced some, uh, some depression during that time. Um, and it had been a while since I'd felt that way. And so it was really uncomfortable and I was aware of it and, you know, going to work and just doing the really, I've, the bare minimum of just like existing one day at a time existing. Can and, we pause right there? Cause mm-hmm. I want to make that point. There's a time when we know that we are existing yeah, and we're living in this place inside of us where we are making all these addendums, all these reasons why, all these excuses, really. And we're telling ourselves, but here's the thing. There's this feeling. So when people say, because I remember they say, well, how do you know? How do you know? It's that feeling. Mm-hmm. It's that feeling of waking up every day knowing that all I can do is just the bare minimum. That's it. Yep. You know it. I mean, you know it, you can identify it, and there is nothing that can happen that will shake it. Nope. Except ownership and shifting. Ownership, and it's scary as freaking frack to think, (laughs) again, I've got to freaking do it again. But here's right, because in a place inside, one part of you feels um, almost like a failure, because that's your immaturity. But immaturity hindsight what you really understand is you are being truthful and faithful to yourself and acknowledging that the whole universe, God, everything is giving you direction and you are being great to yourself by honoring yourself and listening and adjusting so that you don't fall into depression, that you don't fall so far you cannot get up where it takes you so long to get up. But instead, you are so in tune with yourself that when that shift happens and you're slightly out of your place, you feel it and you're willing to honor yourself and acknowledge it by doing whatever is necessary, by correcting your behavior and how you show up, by honoring yourself and not putting it on others to make it right, that is the mark of maturity and an educated mind. And it's a beautiful thing to see each of us willing to, you know, kind of go through our journey and tell our story. So thank you. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you for, for saying that the piece about not putting it on other people. And yeah. that, was that I remember intentionally choosing not to. Yes. Do. Yes. My wife at the time didn't understand that. And mm. I think I, you know, there was a point where I felt like I'm imploding, you know, like I can feel really, really holding a lot of this and wanting to simply just talk about it, you know, like there wasn't even space in the relationship to talk about it. Yeah. So I held on to all of it Mm -hmm. and also, you know, wanting to kind of nurture my mom's relationship and also nurture my marriage and also try to nurture myself. and. It, it did get to a point to where, um, I mean, it was just a lot. And it, and it was several months from June until November of last year um, was about how long. And I will never forget the day that I, I kind of snapped out of it. And it was about three days before my mom moved back to Texas. Okay. Um, 
And so like in that time period of from June to November, I knew that things were off, like things were not going well. I couldn't really tap into what was my wife was experiencing. And I felt like she was keeping something from me. Like she wasn't um, really engaging, but at the same time, she was telling me that I wasn't like, I wasn't showing up for her and that I wasn't being supportive for her. And, you know, she was felt like she was caring a lot. And I was in this place of like, I, and I told her, I said, I love you so much. And I like my, can we just make it to Saturday? Cause it was the day, like the week that my mom was leaving and it was about three days before she left. And it was right before we went to work. And I said, I love you so much. And I, I don't have the capacity to give a lot right now, but can we just make it to Saturday? Like, can That's we make so it? so brave. That's so brave. And, and the, it came after she asked me the question, can you, do you have the ability or can you give me what I need? Mm. And that's so brave of her to show up in peace and just ask the question. So brave. That's very powerful. Yeah, it was a powerful moment. And I said, you know, I said what I said, I love you so much. Like, I know we've been, like, this has been a hard season. This has been challenging on everybody. Can we just make it to Saturday? It was like, we'll have our home back. Like, it'll be our space. My mom was like doing so much better and like ready to move back to Texas. Like it, the whole thing was transformational for her. Um, and when I said that to my wife, she went stone cold, oh. like stiff. And I went, I remember like leaning over and like kissing her shoulder and kissed her forehead. And I just said, I know this has been very challenging. And like, we, I have not been like my best self through this time. And neither, you know, we both had our struggles and all of this. And I'm really thankful that we'll finally have time for us again. And like, you know, get back to life and be in our space or whatever. And, um, her response shifted everything from that day forward. Mm. And what I realized is whatever, whatever she had been carrying, whatever space she was in was a much darker place than you ever, ever, ever saw, ever knew. Yep. And that day changed everything for us. Like I became the enemy um, it became this push and pull of like control of like her really feeling like I abandoned her of like, I had, um, she used the word, like, I remember writing a letter that day, like I went to work and it was the date. Like I said that to her that morning and I remember leaving for work thinking, oh my goodness, like in three days, we'll have our house back. Like we'll have our space, our life life back. And so I like went to work and took time on my lunch break to like write her this letter of just like pouring out, you know, and just like sharing whatever came up in that time. Just like being really like forward thinking about what was happening. Cause I knew the next three days, like hoping we could like create this buffer of Mm -hmm. space to just kind of be and um, I went home and I read her the letter and she looked at me with blank eyes and was like, I feel nothing. Oh. I feel nothing for you. Um, I feel nothing towards you. And you 
like read this, like it means something, but like, you don't know this place that I've been in in the last, you know, couple of months time here and like, and I, and that, you know, I'm like, Whoa. tell me, you know, like, what did I, what are you, what are you saying? You know, like, what are you talking about? Yeah, what do you yeah. mean? And like, what is happening for you? What happened for you? And like, right, right, right. Where did I go? Like, I've been here the whole time, you know. Like, <laughs> here. Like, I was, right. like, are we living some parallel life? What? What? Whoa! Like, yeah, hold like, on. What's going on. I so, knew there was something because I, I I appreciate that you acknowledged that you knew there was something. Mm-hmm. It was just that you had no idea that you were there. Yeah, like I had no, I had no like no clue to what extent she right. was feeling her own like abandonment and like these were big words right like not just like you know I too experienced some depression or like I you know it wasn't it wasn't like us coming to this shared space of like man we have been through it right like it was it was yeah the sudden became this like no you don't know how bad it was for me like you were having a hard time and you don't know how bad it was for me and and now I'm like numb and shut off and I don't want anything to do with you like black and white like night and day difference so it was a shit show of like um of a mind game for the next two months oh I mean I can't tell, I cannot tell you how, I mean, you talk about like deep diving over and over and over, like yeah. the waves of psychological confusion and um, dissonance. Like I was you're like, what, how did, wait, I, you're going through every moment, every moment trying to pinpoint, like, what did I miss? I thought, what, where was I? Like, what happened? Yeah. Like what the heck happened? And by this time, like so September, I had I had already like I'd gotten a therapist and like my mom hadn't left yet. And I was really wanting to spend some time healing our relationship too. And by the by the time I'm I got my therapist, I had basically started blaming my mom for what was happening in my household. Oh, because your mom was there and she was easy to she was right. Clearly wasn't my wife, right? Like Of course not. Having a hard time together. So you know, and it was just like this urgency around I I I want to plan for my mom so that I feel like I have my life back. Like like my life is gone. Like just all these things at once. And so by the time, you know, my mom's about to leave and I'm thinking like things are looking up and we're, you know, hopeful in that same space, it was the exact opposite. And I went through three months of hell of trying to understand what was happening. And so it was this like uprooting of anything that I had been holding on to ever around another person's like belief or perception or ability to speak to who I was. Like it was, it was a deep uprooting of those things and I um I I just I remember the day where I said I'm done like this cannot continue like I cannot stay in this space I will not not you could I could have I will not I will not continue and my name was smeared um she 
lied about a lot of, I mean, there was just so much that I had never experienced. And I um, found this program in January um, and I found it because I was trying to understand more of her experience with like what her trauma and abuse and, you know, just like, where is this coming from? You know, cause I felt like this, this level has nothing to do with me. Right. It was it just can't, like, right. Cause you were so unaware. It couldn't have anything to do with you in your heart because you know yourself. Right. Exactly. Right. So I was like, I'm going to do what I need so that I can better understand where she is so that I can know how to support her through this, you know, like right. trying to be supportive and in working through that program, it was a 16 week program, but I started week one. I got through week one. And by week two, I was like, nope. Oh shit. Yep. <laughs> oh shit. I'm not doing this to figure out how to support, like how to understand where she came from. Right. This is the person that I'm living with. Yep. That's a re that's a revelation, isn't it? Oh, it changed everything. Yes. So wait. You know, we're at uh we've got two minutes. So I think that that moment when you said it changed everything, mm -hmm. that's a great place for us to pause because we're gonna go into another um segment. Oh my uh, so I have a hard stop. <laughs> okay, you got a hard stop then. About ten minutes. Okay, well then we've got two minutes left on this recording and you've got a 10 minute hard stop. So what would you like to do? Would you like to start the rest of the recording? Would you like to come back another time? Because I think that this is amazing. Yeah, I, uh, I, want, I don't want to interrupt the next piece because it's All right. the best. For me, it's like the last year has been so powerful. And um, yeah, I just, I want to share that. In, a, in full as in another 30 minutes. You got it. Then this is what we're going to do. We're going to leave them with the best teaser ever. Oh my God. They're going to be running to hear the rest of this because I know I am. So in this place, I have to say, I so appreciate, we got a minute and 14 seconds. So we're going to be equally sharing. Um, thank you from my deepest place. Thank you. And now close your show. You got a minute and 14 seconds now. Got it. Oh gosh, that, this is the first time I've shared all of this um, with anybody. And uh, I'm just so thankful for this space and opportunity to connect and have the opportunity to share with other people this journey and the story that is very much mine. And I own every part of it and I am proud of every part of it because I showed up in every way for myself. Um, and I'm thankful for where I am. And so I'm a believer in storytelling and yes. I absolutely love that, that this platform does that for people. So thank you for allowing me to be a part of it. Thank you. Now, hold on. Let's do this.